Yo, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me again for this Monday encouragement time. I pray that during this time you receive something and hear a word that empowers you and encourages you to be everything that God has called and designed you to be. So uh, here today we are looking at part number four which is going to be the last part of our walk through the story of Gideon and through the life of Gideon. And so in part number one, remember, we talked about going in the strength that you have. So God calls Gideon. He's an uncommon man from the weakest family in his particular tribe. And God calls him to lead the Israelites against the Midianites who were oppressing them. Right. And so in part number one, we talked about how God calls the uncommon man, Gideon, and tells him, go in the strength you have. In part two and three, we talk about the uncommon team that God gives to Gideon. So we talked about the importance of evaluating your team, allowing God to separate those who are supposed to be on your team and those who are not supposed to be on your team. Because of the place where God is sending you, you have to have the people around you that God has designed to have around you. So God reduces Gideon's troops from 32,000 to only 300 troops. So crazy, crazy, uh, uh, crazy subtraction there, right? And so then here in part number four, we're going to talk about the uncommon strategy for victory, the uncommon strategy for victory. And here in Judges chapter number seven, after God separates the 300 troops for Gideon, in Judges chapter seven, verse 16 through 18, it says this. It says, he divided the 300 men into three groups and gave each man a ram's horn and a clay jar with a torch in it. Then he said to them, keep your eyes on me. When I come to the edge of the camp, do just as I do. As soon as I and those with me blow the ram's horn, blow your horns too all around the entire camp and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. So God gives Gideon now an uncommon strategy to attack the enemy and to defeat the enemy. So he tells them, go and surround the camp of the Midianites. But he passes out to each man a ram's horn and a clay jar with a torch in it, a very uncommon uh, piece of equipment. So not swords, not shields, not guns, not all these things. But he gives them he gives them a ram's horn. And a torch uh, in a clay jar. And so God gives them an uncommon strategy. And as I begin to think about this, I begin to think about how in our world we have so many uh, copycats, right? Now, there's nothing new under the sun, as the Bible says. But I think in our day and age, in our generation, we have sometimes a lot of people who are not necessarily willing to follow the strategy, the unique strategy that God gives to them. A lot of times we like to just do what's worked for everyone else, what worked for that particular church, what worked for that particular business. And all that is all fine and dandy. A lot of times that does help. But sometimes I believe that there's a time where God wants to give you a unique strategy to win, an uncommon strategy to end, to win, an uncommon strategy to get to the end goal, right? And we have to be willing to submit ourselves to that, just like Gideon had to submit himself to the team. We have to be willing to submit ourselves to saying, okay, God, maybe you are giving me an uncommon strategy. Maybe you are giving me another way to win. There are many ways to win other than the ways that I saw my parents win, other than the ways that I saw my cousins win, other than the ways that I even saw my friends win. There is actually another way to win. There may be an uncommon strategy that God has given me in a world full of copycats. And so I want to ask you that today, 
is that are you willing to allow God to give you an uncommon way to win, an uncommon strategy, a way that may look different from your neighbors, a way that may look different from your uh, contemporaries, a way that may look different from your business partners or those who are in even your same industry? Are you willing to allow God to give you an uncommon way to win? Because we already discussed how God gave him an uncommon team, a unique group of people who were uniquely designed for that particular time. Wouldn't it make sense that now God would give them an uncommon way to win? Because, because your team is not like everybody else's team. Your victory is not like everybody else's victory. Your strategy is not like everybody else's strategy because the team is not like everybody else's team and you are not like everybody else. You are an uncommon person with an uncommon team and now God is giving an uncommon strategy for winning, an uncommon strategy for victory. And so when we look at, just take a look at the things that he gives to each of his troops, to each of his men. He gives them the ram's horn or a trumpet or a shofar. And this is a representation of the sound, right? So they're going to blow this trumpet. It's going to release the sound. And at me as a, as a musician, as a worship leader, as a pastor, I think about worship. I think about the sound of, of people lifting up praise to God. I think about the sound of when I'm playing my keyboard or when I'm playing one of these guitars or the bass or, or, or even someone is playing a literal, a literal trumpet or a literal saxophone, lifting up a sound to God. So he places in their hand a ram's horn, a representation of the sound, a representation of worship. And then also he gives them a clay jar with a torch on the inside, with a fire on the inside. So not only does he give them the, the sound, he gives them the fire. He gives them the torch inside of the clay jar. And when we parallel this, parallel this even in the New Testament, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, when it's talking about the power of God on the inside of us as human beings, it said that we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not of ourselves. I believe that this is a foreshadowing, a representation with the clay jar of the power of God that God is going to place and that he places on the inside of us who are just earthen vessels. We are all human beings at the end of the day. But when we submit ourselves to God, when we give our lives to Christ, when we submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit, he now places the fire of himself on the inside of us. Even though we are the earthen clay jars that can be easily broken, he places his his treasure, his fire on the inside of us. This also reminds me of the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two, when we talk about, when we talk about the sound of worship and the fire of God, the Bible says in Acts chapter two, when God was about to pour out his spirit, he was going to empower the believers with the Holy spirit that they needed to take the message of the gospel to the world, to win the world for Christ. Now we're still talking about defeating the enemy, right? To defeat the enemy, to push back the powers of darkness, to push back and to conquer and overcome the works of the enemy in the earth. The Bible says in Acts chapter the two, when they were in the day of Pentecost and they were in the upper room, it says that there came a sound from heaven, like a right, a mighty rushing wind. And that sound began to fill the entire house. And then the Bible says that tongues like flames of fire began to appear in that place. And it set on each person that was in there. The fire of God came on them after the sound went forth. And so let's tie that back in with Gideon, right? He gives his troops, he gives them the trumpet, the ram's horn, and he says that we're going to release the sound and then we're going to lift, we're going to break the jar and then we're going to lift up the fire. We're going to release the sound, we're going to break the jars and we're going to lift up the sound. And that's the strategy that he gives to him, right? And so when you keep reading in verse number 19, 
It says that at midnight, it was at just about midnight after the changing of the guard, getting in the, and the hundred men with him. They, they reached the edge of the Midianite camp. So they surrounded him. They got their ram's horn and the clay jars with the, with the fire in it. And then it says, then all three groups blew their horns. They broke their jars. They held the blazing torches in their hands and the horns in their right hands. And they all shouted a sword for the Lord and a sword for Gideon. So they lifted up this sound. They broke the jars. They, they lifted up the fire and they released the sound. That's what we got to do in this season, too, especially. This is just a, I'm going to take a sidebar for a second. We have to be willing in this time to 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 lift up the sound of worship. We have to be willing to break the jar. When I think about breaking the jar, I'm going to just say submit ourselves, submit our flesh to the power of God. Submit our will to the power of God. Submit our lives to God. Break the jar. The Bible says, the Bible says Galatians 2 and 20, that we are crucified with Christ. Crucify our flesh daily, dying daily to ourselves, but to the will of God. Breaking the jar and lifting up the fire, lifting up the light of Christ during this time so that now the end of the works of the enemy are pushed back when we do these things. And so the Bible says in verse number 22 of Judges 7, it says that when they blew the ram's horn, it says, it says, and they lifted up the fire. It says that the warriors, the Midianite camps, it says that they began, they got up and began to fight each other. God gives them this uncommon victory there to where they began to fight each other. And the Bible says that they began to flee to the different surrounding places. They begin to scatter and retreat, not because someone lifted up the sword, not because Gideon and his army came in there slapping them upside the head and, and, and whipping them like that, but they literally followed the strategy that God had given them to get the victory that God had for them. By, by check this out, by releasing the sound, by releasing the worship as a representation, by breaking the jars, dying to their flesh, dying to their will, and by lifting up the fire of God in that particular area and pushing back, conquering the works of the enemy and defeating the enemy. Could it be that God wants to give you an uncommon strategy like that, that you are an uncommon person in an uncommon place? called at, a, at even an uncommon time, an unusual time. And check this out. We are in unusual times right now. We are in the midst of a pandemic and, and basically a, a, almost a, a, a civil rights movement in, in essence, an uncommon time that we haven't seen in a long time. Could it be that now God has an uncommon strategy for us to get the victory, an uncommon strategy for us to put to push back the powers of darkness? And, and that may look that may look like you doing it in the church. That may look like you doing it even as I talk about in your business. That may look like in your particular area of influence. But could it be that God has an uncommon strategy for you? You're an uncommon person with an uncommon team. And here it is. He's giving you the uncommon strategy. And so I want to encourage you with that today. I want to encourage you that God has victory for us, right? He's given us the victory in Christ Jesus. But as we are walking this thing out in the earth, we have to be willing to submit to, wait a minute, God, maybe I've been trying to do this by the world strategy. Maybe I've been trying to do this by everyone else's strategy, but because you have placed me in a unique place with a unique group of people in a unique with a remnant of people, right? Could it be that God has a unique way for me to even win? That he says, I, I, I've given you the victory. I've given you this things. But he says that it, just like the Bible says that, that, that I'll, I'll use the foolish things of the world. I'll use the foolish things to cause you to get the victory. Things that the world thinks is, oh, that's crazy. Why would you even do that? Why would you think that's going to win? Why would you think that's going to get you anywhere? God is saying, I'll take that very thing 
and in an uncommon matter, give you an uncommon strategy to get the victory. So I want to encourage you with that today. I pray that you receive that today. And I pray that over this course, as we looked at the life of Gideon, that you will allow God to raise you up in the strength that he has for you, to, to position the people around you that he has for you. And lastly, as we just talked about, to give you an uncommon strategy for victory. It may not look like everybody else's. It may not look like your friends. It may not look like your neighbors, but could it be that this is the strategy that God has for you to get the victory in your life that he has for you and that he has laid out for you already? So I pray that you receive that today. I pray that you are encouraged and empowered to be everything that God has called you to be through the word. And uh, with that, I hope uh, to see y'all again next week. All right. Peace.